Welcome to the Subsurface Paranormal Podcast. On this show, we will be digging deep into the paranormal, trying to make sense of the wide variety of phenomena under this umbrella. We will explore all areas of the paranormal in this series, looking into their origins, seeing what the believers say, also what the skeptics say, digging into the psychology associated with it, and speculating on it as well. If you were interested in digging deep into the paranormal, you were in for a treat. Now sit back, relax, and journey with me into the unknown in the subsurface. Subsurface. the surface, so I'm taking on this purpose like a haunting public service. Digging in deep, I'm in my sleep, I woke up the creep, and I'm not nervous. Welcome everybody to the podcast subsurface. If I want UFOs and spiritual entities, cryptids and ETs, magic of mind abilities, interdimensional entities, and alternate realities, peace and namaste, enlighten your day and your mentalities. Subsurface, paranormal podcast. Digging deeper for the truth Digging deeper for the truth Welcome to the Subsurface Paranormal Podcast. I am your host, Adam. I'll be bringing paranormal topics to your attention each week on this show, and together we can dig deep into the subsurface of paranormal phenomena. Paranormal phenomena. What is paranormal phenomena? Paranormal. A term first used allegedly in 1905, but designated to describe that which is not scientifically explainable. The supernatural, if you will. This compound word implies that the normal is all that can be explained by science. The paranormal then being that which is beyond this, and as of now, remaining unexplained. This perceived parallel reality coexists with the so-called normalcy of our objective reality. Phenomena, or phenomenon, is basically an observable sensory experience. The phenomena associated with the paranormal include spirits, UFOs, extraterrestrial beings, interdimensional and extra-dimensional beings, cryptids, psychic abilities, magic, occult studies, astrology, numerology, time travel, any of the pseudosciences, and arguably theology. Throughout this series, I plan on presenting the views of both the believers and the skeptics before diving into speculation on the topics and speaking on what side of the fence I fall on at the time. Now, before we get into the views on either side of this subject, I'm going to explain my motivation for this series and what inspired me to dig deep into the unknown. At this time, I can't label myself a complete believer or a skeptic of the paranormal as a whole. I will say with age, experience, and research that I have become more skeptical than I was as a child. That being said, I won't outright rule out the possibility of anything paranormal. I won't dismiss paranormal claims out of hand and I have a pretty good reason not to. I've had several experiences throughout my life that could have involved paranormal phenomena. My experiences, though, are purely anecdotal, having nothing tangible. Just a collection of experiences by myself or in some cases with a witness or a few. 
Though I do have several photos of what may be UFOs and some recorded EVP, I decided to become proactive and start researching the paranormal and hunt for it, if you will, rather than wait for it to happen to me. Again, if my experiences were indeed paranormal. A good number of people never have experiences that could be considered paranormal. Others do, but dismiss them, trying to rationalize them and move on. Others have an experience or two, or only experience one type of paranormal phenomena. I fall into the category of possibly experiencing several areas of the paranormal. And though they may have very worldly logical explanations, and they may be chalked up as coincidental, I can't help but think there is some synchronicity to this all. And rather than dismissing experiences I can't explain, or just blindly accepting them as supernatural, I want to dive deep and discover what they are and what they mean, at least to me. I want to determine what is real and what is not when it comes to the paranormal. So here I am, embarking on this journey, despite the ridicule that one often encounters when earnestly researching and scrutinizing this subject. I will leave no stone unturned in my quest to lay the fiction to rest and bring the facts out into the light. So let's explore the realm of the paranormal together, each week as I deliver another episode full of things to consider about the paranormal and its potential legitimacy. Believer side. Now let's get into it, starting with the believer side. Humans have been reporting paranormal experiences arguably since the dawn of mankind drawing pictures of their accounts, or reading stories that get passed down through the generations and documented in scrolls and books, holy books especially. Granted, humans have a tendency to make things up, trying to find connections and answers, however temporary and fallible, to explain away that which can't really be explained with science. However, is the paranormal truly unscientific? The meaning of the term would suggest this, but it's very possible that some, if not many, paranormal claims do, in fact, have a scientific explanation. The problem has been asking the right questions and conducting the proper tests. There was a time when all things that are currently explained by science were not, and many of those things were treated as though they were magical and of the gods. Could it be that some of the paranormal phenomena is yet to be explained scientifically? but will be at a later time? As far as the validity of the numerous paranormal cases that have been reported, I find it highly unlikely that 100% of the claims are hoaxes, misidentification, psychosis, or exaggerations and embellishments of the truth. Some of the believers still believe blindly, while others do their research and are unsatisfied with the lack of proof to the contrary that these phenomena don't exist. Then there are those who experience paranormal phenomena sometimes in profound and life-changing ways. I ask you, the listener, this question. What would you do if you had an experience, one that people classify as paranormal, and you had no way of validating your experience, just anecdotal evidence? What would you do? Skeptic side. Now let's shift gears and look at the paranormal from the skeptic side. For the most part, skepticism is a good thing. Critical scrutiny and scientific study is important. It could be foolish to believe in something simply based on faith, anecdotal evidence, or uncertain first-hand experience. Basically, we shouldn't give an experience a definitive name and meaning without being absolute on what it is. However, there is a flip side to believers being all in on their beliefs. It's skeptics, skeptics that will dismiss claims no matter what evidence is put forward. Belief or disbelief, rather, 
in hard stance against anything considered paranormal phenomenon. Let's remember this. The lack of evidence of existence does not equal non-existence. As far as healthy skepticism goes, it isn't a bad starting point when it comes to approaching the seemingly unbelievable and elusive phenomena attributed to the paranormal. When it comes to the paranormal and all related phenomena, you can't really blame the skeptics for remaining skeptical. Concrete proof of things considered paranormal is hard to come by. In fact, you could say it's non-existent, at least publicly. But conspiracies aside, you'd be hard-pressed to find evidence that would satisfy everyone. I ask you this, to any skeptics listening to the show, what evidence would it take for you, a hardcore skeptic, to believe in any area of the paranormal? Psychological side. Now let's take it to the psychological side. Psychologically speaking, there's a plethora of potential explanations for seemingly paranormal experiences. So on future episodes, we will get into the many possibilities, depending on the topic at hand. But just to name a few, potential and logical reasons can range from faulty brain activity affecting regions of the brain responsible for visual processing, to weak cognitive inhibition, pareidolia, confirmation bias for believers, and simply misidentification in the brain's tendency to fill in the blanks when it does not know. We will definitely dive deep into the psychological side on future episodes, so stay tuned. Speculation side. Speculation time in the speculation side. All right, I'm going to ask myself a series of questions as I'm the only one here recording. And the first question I have for myself and you, the listener, to think about on your own. Number one, will we ever have definitive proof that one area of the paranormal or another exists? On the one hand, I feel that a definitive answer to this is unknowable. However, it is possible that we, as a living, breathing species, may never come to know this during our collective existence as human beings, or humans being. Now, on the other hand, it is equally possible that we may find sufficient evidence that a type of paranormal phenomena is now no longer legitimately paranormal, as we find irrefutable proof of existence and have a true understanding of the phenomena. On yet another hand, Yes, a third hand. Could we agree that all paranormal phenomena does in fact exist simply because there are people who believe in it? All comes down to perspective. Number two, what if all paranormal activity is simply hoaxes, folklore, or urban legend, misidentification, psychosis, or pareidolia? To this I say, what if? Seriously, what if? What then does it say about the human mind, our subconscious and our imagination? If this were the case, there would still be plenty to learn from. Our susceptibility to being fooled, our need for there to be something beyond this life and what we know and how our brains connect the dots when we are presented with a lack of data or uh, familiar patterns. Yeah, I mean, what if? Number three. What if all legitimate paranormal activity is just interdimensional? Now, I've been thinking a lot about this, that this may very well be the case and it would explain a lot. It would make sense in regards to the elusiveness of the entities, their sudden appearance and disappearance, and the difficulty in detecting them if it's at all possible to do so for us. It's possible that some spirits are what they are claimed to be, uh, disembodied entities, the souls of the once living, 
and souls of those who will soon live and live in the flesh incarnate and return to life incarnate. But what if they aren't? Is it possible that higher dimensional beings are just capable of seeing and interpreting past experiences of ours, uh, simply appearing to us and making themselves known to us in the form of someone we knew to make us more comfortable, someone that we knew that passed away? Are extraterrestrials simply just terrestrial beings from another dimension rather than another planet? Is it possible to come from another planet in another dimension, making the trek from their home planet to an alternate version of our Earth or in a higher dimension, and simply just stepping over into ours? Are the elusive cryptids extra-dimensional beings? Are they slipping in and out of their dimension and ours, uh, traveling through time and alternate timelines? Then there's psychic powers and magic. Is it simply just tapping into energies that are of a higher dimension in another dimension? Things to think about. And last but not least, the last question for us to consider on this episode... Number four, if we were never exposed to paranormal stories, would we interpret paranormal activity differently? Now, this is a good one. Really think about this. I mean, we jump to wild conclusions that we do uh, as a species based on folk tales and urban legends and wild speculation, others' anecdotal evidence, and largely what we've seen in Hollywood and pop culture. But without the benefit of these sources... What would we chalk up the bumps in the night to? The shadowy creatures in the woods and the waters and the muck and the strange craft and lights in the sky? Will we have a wholly new interpretation and, and crude comparison to the things that we do understand? Take, for instance, uh, Ezekiel's wheel in the Bible. Was that a UFO described the best way they could describe it at that time? That's to say if it was a legitimate story to begin with. And that being said, what of uh, Jesus ascending into the light? Was that a UFO? And at that note, I think that's going to wrap up this speculation session. And uh, this will give you a good idea of where we can go, the general idea of where we can take this show. And uh, reach out to me. Let me know the types of things you want to hear about and uh, answers to questions that I have in the speculation side on future episodes and this one. Let's explore these questions together. And that's going to wrap up this introductory episode for Subsurface. Join us every Monday for a brand new episode. Hopefully longer, but this is just a nice little tight opening episode. Give you an idea of where we're going to go. Join us every Monday for a brand new one. And as usual, join us for a flow hosted by Frank Dukes every Friday and Learning to Curse, our flagship uh, podcast. Learning to Curse with Adam and Chuck and Dukes every Sunday. And if you dig this show, don't forget to subscribe and follow us. Uh, share it with your friends and family. Reach out and let us know how we're driving on social media through our parent podcast, Learning to Curse, and the Age of Radio Network. We have profiles on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for Learning to Curse. You can also drop us an email at thesubsurface at gmail.com or learningtocurse at gmail.com. Attention to Subsurface Paranormal Podcast. Thank you for listening. And remember, dig deep, my friends. Until next time, peace. Peace.